What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome to the Autumn Win Podcast, coming to you here after a 30-27 heartbreaking loss at home against the LA Chargers. There were multiple times tonight that it seemed like the Raiders were ready to close out the game and improve the 8-6. Unfortunately, that was not the case, as Justin Herbert came storming back in overtime to take the win away from the silver and black. I'm honored to have Greg Tripp Jr. join the show today to break down the game. He's the creator of the LV Raider Realist page on Twitter. We're going to jump right into it here on the Autumn Wind Podcast. All right, everybody. It is a great honor to have Greg, the creator of LV Raider Realist on Twitter, here joining the show uh, to recap the instant reaction from the Raiders' overtime loss to the Chargers. Greg, how are you doing today? Not too good after that loss, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, that was a tough pill to swallow. Uh, The Raiders, of course, fighting for their playoff lives, fall to the sub-500 LA Chargers, a Chargers team that has not won a divisional game since 2018. Uh, This was a tough pill to swallow, and we're going to deep dive into it, but what are kind of some of your, your big reactions here uh from this game um i think obviously we got to talk about the elephant in the room which is Mariota's production that was something that i think should be talked about besides the loss he came in and just i don't i don't think any of us expected for him to do what he did but he literally showed why he was a Heisman trophy winner yeah it was um quite honestly it was a roller coaster. I think prior to that interception, Mariota, um, I think he was going to win the hearts over of all Raider fans. Um, just with his legs, everything he was doing. Um, but he had some kind of head-scratching decisions as well. The, the most simplest thing I'll say is this. I know Derek Carr has been polarizing on Twitter, but um, I think if Carr is healthy, this is his team. Um, oh, and I've, I've been critical absolutely, of Carr. absolutely, yeah. Yep. Um, stylistically, Mariota's a lot more entertaining, but there were some uh, some iffy throws there. Uh, looking at the numbers here, Marcus Mariota, he was seventeen to twenty-eight, a touchdown, an interception. He also ran the ball uh, for eighty-eight yards and a touchdown. He had a lot of opportunities to really uh, make this thing interesting. I don't think he completely capitalized on it. Uh, I, I could I could slightly disagree with you on that. I think yeah. his, I think his, uh, no, no, no harms, but I think his, I think his only fault was probably the interception, which you could put on Zay and you can put on Mariota. Uh, ball was a little out of place. Zay, if it's, you know, you, you always hear the same thing. If it touches your hands, you should catch it, you know? Right. Let's just put that into, to a certain extent that that makes sense, you know, in, in all reality. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He also did have one on the overtime drive where I think Casey Hayward kind of just dropped it. Yes, um, that was a that was one too. He missed. Okay, now we're speaking of that. Now it's coming right back to me. He had two throws. Those both of those throws were to Waller. Okay, he right. had another one on the wheel route that was cut short, and Waller was saying it was his fault. I don't know if Waller was supposed to sit down in that cover two zone. Yep. Or what? But I thought on the replay, it could have been maybe a little bit more of a two ball. And throwing a line over the top of that, over the top of Casey Hayward, um, and it would have been perfectly fine. Waller might have had about a ten yard gain after the catch, you know. 
Right. A couple of throws in overtime, too. He missed uh, Aguilar late in the fourth quarter, too, you know, a couple late throws. And I think that all time – I'm not expecting him to, to be precise and super accurate because we all heard the stories of his elbow and his thumb, you know, from over the years. And those are things that are, that are huge when it's coming to a quarterback. And that's on all his throwing shoulder, you know what I mean, throwing arm. Same thing is relatable to Cam Newton right now. They were saying the same thing in the offseason was his elbow, his shoulder were bad. And you can look at the mechanics. They're, both of them have a similar mechanic, a throw mechanic. It's it's a little bit short arm, you know. Philip Rivers like, but it's a little bit prettier. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was in a weird way. It was kind of refreshing to see a quarterback so athletic. Uh, that that touchdown run certainly got me out of my seat. Man, um, definitely. It, 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 it's frustrating, and, and I, I really could, could make a whole podcast on John Gruden, but um, let's talk about how he handled this game. I, I think there were a couple instances that just kind of left, left you scratching your head. I, I think every week I find myself thinking about how bad this defense is. So with that said, you've got to go down the field and get seven points. That little Y2 Spider spider Y2 banana to, to Alec Engel on third oh down. My I don't know if I agree with yes, that call. What, yes. are, what are your thoughts on that? It was not the right call. The, the motion the motion to the short side of the field, like it just didn't make any sense. Even if Engel would have caught the ball, he wasn't going to get nothing but a two-yard game. He needed a touchdown at that moment, you know. I, I was thinking, what, what was the down and distance in that, in that time? I think it was like a third and two. A third and two. You know, earlier in the game, we went to third and two. He had scrambled and got the first down on, on a read option. I mean, let's just make it a little bit more unpredictable like that. But I don't know. He, and he went back to the same formation with the three tight ends, which was the same thing. You know, yeah, you're, no. you're expecting to play action with a, a drag coming backside to the opposite side of the field, or you're expecting him to roll out to the short side of the field, you know? Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think he – had Jacobs in the backfield, then he motioned Jacobs out. Yes, he with did. Engel only in the backfield. Yes, yes, it's just a strange play call. And on top of that, I think knowing that your defense is going to give up seven, I don't think there's a person watching that game that had any ounce of confidence that the defense was going to get a stop. You go for seven, and guess that's, what? That's one thing that's been confusing all years. I don't understand that. Like he, he, I feel like John has to know like his defense isn't that Tampa Bay defense he had in the Super Bowl year. Like, you, you got to be more aggressive on offense. He put that defense, give him a little more muscle, give him a little more motivation. Like, all right, yeah, our offense is putting up points. Like, all right, now it's our turn to go do something. Not always put the defense in the back burner to where they have to make a make a quality decision, you know, instead of just, hey, let's put some points up. Let's make sure our defense goes up there and play clean football. No penalties, which I don't know what was going on with our guy Trayvon Mullen today. At all. Yeah, it's funny because leading up to the game, I was actually talking with a few people about how Trayvon Mullen, he was was one of a few bright spots uh, on this defense, on a very bad defense, but he probably had his worst game as a pro today. I mean, between the penalties, he was reaching, his feet were all over the place. Absolutely, Um, dude. I I really have never seen anything like that from, from, from him specifically. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was just just a, a, a little more uh, in in tune with the game, you know, playing with a little bit more passion than what he should have, and just not thinking so much on on a kind of like a Jonathan Abram kind of note, you know. Right. 
but it, that that was just unheard of. I don't know if they were the refs were attacking him at the same time, but it, it at the same time it is rare to see a team attack a number one corner as much as the Chargers did. Yeah, and it's not like it was Keenan Allen that was torching Mullen. I mean, no. it was the most random dudes that Guyton, they were getting the best of them. Who is KJ Hill? Has he made right. any noise this year? Like, come on, my guy. Yeah, like, I, I don't get it. I don't know what what was going on. Like, uh, like in the past couple weeks, we out last week, I was begging for Mullen to be the guy to cover Ty Hill. Yeah, you know right. he's supposed to be the guy to take. I I don't and even you know what to speak on that. Even knowing throughout this year. I don't know what's been going on, like, but he should be the guy to be covering, traveling all over the field to cover right. the number one receiver because he's our, like you said, he's our best defensive back we've had probably in the past couple of years. Besides that other guy, number twenty-four, not Abram, talking about Charles Woodson, the goat, Charles Woodson. Charles doing his thing with his wine. He just released a whiskey. I'm happy for Charles Woodson. Absolutely. But going, but going back to this Raiders defense, of course, we fired Paul Gunther on Sunday night. That gives 71-year-old Rod Marinelli about three and a half days to prep this team. And unfortunately, this defense is broken well beyond repair. I think Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. He is. I I can't hate on the guy. He's a good quarterback. But we made him look like like Joe Montana out there today. We only sacked him once, and his receivers were just running wide open up and down the field. Um, Okay, so here's the thing about Herbert. He, he's been he's been doing this all year. You know, he, he had an off game last week against the Falcons. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about Atlanta at all this year because we had a we had a little misunderstanding with them. You know, a couple weeks ago. But that guy's been slicing defenses up all week. You know, just to go back to the game he had against Tampa earlier this year. That guy was going toe for toe with Tom Brady. You know, so it's like I don't I don't think it's really us just making him look good, I think he, he's a quality quarterback. He's going to yeah. be a quality quarterback for the next couple of years. He's going to be a guy we have to really think about. <clears throat> We're going to play him twice a year in the next couple of years, you know, next 10 years. So, so to speak on what he did today and on our defense, I would, I would say uh, Marinelli with the three short days, I feel like he, he, he he put them in a position to win at, at times. You know, they made a couple of great plays. But at the same time, you, you got to fault back on those a couple of those holding penalties. And for the big one, which was Keyshawn Nixon's blown coverage. Yeah. Right. You know, those those won't go on. Those aren't Marinelli's fault. You know, he's putting these guys in a position. I don't know what Nixon's been flat-footed looking at the backfield. Like he's He's been called a couple of times this year, not deep on deep passes, but just – not in position to make a play even on the ball. Like once a snap, he's just looking at the receiver. The receiver's off, he's off the ball, and he's just not reading things correctly. I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah. So uh, this is how I know this Raider team was not ready to to make a playoff push. There were multiple times today that this Raider team could have really took advantage of the game, uh, and I'll, I'll name them off. Okay. So number one. The, the the first Mariota or the Mariota interception rather that was a situation in the red zone. You can't turn the football over, right? Number two, uh, obviously the Ingold uh, play on third down that was an opportunity uh, to win the game, and, and the Raiders weren't able to do that. And then number three, Justin Herbert fumbles the football. If the Raiders dive on that football, the game's over. 
the game's over. But uh, sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way, and, and, and obviously that wasn't the case today. In fact, the Chargers kicker missed two pivotal field goals that kept the Raiders alive, and John Gruden's team was still unable to capitalize on all of those. My things. goodness. You know what's crazy? Okay, like, one more time about it, dude. That, that spider wide two banana call down at the end on third down and short. Okay, he's had a – John Gruden has had a couple of calls this year questionable on fourth and shorts or third and shorts in the red zone to where it's like – like, you know, if that's not your best play call, I know you got in that playbook, my guy. That is not the one that you're going to choose to to catch these guys off guard, you know? Like, it's probably Like, we're calling that as a household name now. You know what I mean, as soon as we've seen the fullback in the flat, we know what's up. There's, a, there's an out or a deep out behind you or a corner behind you. You know, like, what else can you expect? I think he has to be... I think with, with Mariota that was in there, if, if Carson in this couple weeks with, with Ariana's uh, unpredictability, it's going to elevate this offense a little bit different. That's him having more time to prepare Mariota for that. So we're going to expect a lot more RPOs. I, I think we should expect a lot more RPOs. But I don't think it'll be as much as we saw tonight because knowing Gruden, you know, that's just how he does. Like, it's just him. He doesn't. He doesn't try to do too much different. He tries to stick to what he does. Like he's he's the alpha male, you know. Yeah, and I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And generally, I'm optimistic, but uh, that's all gone down the toilet at this point because Mariota, Derek Carr. It doesn't matter who we have on offense. It doesn't matter how many points we score on offense. This defense is a historically bad defense, and it's unfortunate. I, I get it. We were down a few starters. But guess what? Even when we had those starters, we were still bad. Even when Cleve Furrow was playing. Even when Damon Arnold was playing. Even when Abram was playing. Can I ask you a playing, question? Even when Nevin Lawson was playing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Absolutely. How, like, how much worse could defense get after Ken Norton Jr.? Right. <laughs> like, what, what did, like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, my yeah. God. Like, when we saw that guy running our defense, we were like, what is going on? 300-plus yards a game, you know? Four-plus touchdowns yeah. on us a game at the defense. What are we doing out there? And now we're watching this this year with Paul Gunther and everyone's – this. even when Ken Norman's there, I never heard anyone scream fire D coordinator as much as Paul Gunther this year, you know? Yeah, the, the, the difference is when Ken Norton Jr. was there, he at least was able to force turnovers. True, Obviously, true, true. Mac had a bunch of strip sacks, but even Reggie Nelson in 2016 had like four or five okay, picks. Okay, but, but Reggie, team, Reggie also, before he came to us, he led the league in picks, I think, with about eight right. that year before that with the Bengals. So he was all over the field. Yep. Definitely. Um, it, it's This is the reality here, is that the Raiders started six and three. We've gone, what, one and four since yes, then? And since that Kansas City game, we've been on a downward spiral. We're seven and seven. And quite honestly, I don't want to hear about the playoffs at this point. We can't even win. A I didn't want to hear the playoffs this week. I just wanted to win this week's game. We got we got to focus on each each week, and even specifically now, it's like Saturday night, dude. Like, what are we gonna do now? Like, it, 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 okay, so like, if if, if there's a loss after Saturday night, like, people are gonna be coming for Chucky's head down. Yeah, and they're gonna be coming for big changes it, it, now. And, it, and it, like you said, it, I think it more, even if it doesn't matter who he has in offense, they're realizing that defense, I think that defense needs an overhaul, dude. Yeah. 
just yeah. just some just yeah. just they need star power they need they need it all dude they gotta go get guys guys the free agents coming up like justin simmons jj watt maybe i don't know i i you know it's crazy okay so i always was thinking about signing earl thomas but i don't i, I if he was able to get into a fight with the safety over in baltimore i think him and abram would dog it out within the first couple of hours you know what i mean Right. Right. One more time. Those are two alpha males in that backfield. Yeah, I mean, they they can't be out there doing that. You know, there's two games left in the season now, and generally, um, I'm not this negative, but I'm done with John Gruden. You you have five first round picks in the last two seasons, and you're sputtering for the second year in a row in December. Uh, there's nothing he has done, both from a personnel standpoint or from a game management standpoint, to give me any sort of faith in this guy that he's the right guy to lead our organization. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that are, okay, then, if you're done with Chucky right now, like, is, is there a specific head coach that you can see coming in and just giving the Raiders a chance next year? Like, what are we looking at? What are, what are, what are, what are we speaking right. about? Are we speaking about like, just a coach coming in and changing the culture and, and – and, that that same year he gets there and we're just going into Super Bowl and we're going to the deep playoff run. Like, no, it's not gonna right. I think what he what he where he's at and what he's built so far, I think it, it's just it's it's too deep to, to cut back. You know, it's too cuts are the cuts are too deep for a solution now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I agree. Uh, I agree from the standpoint that uh, when Gruden came on it was clearly gonna be a long term rebuild. Uh, and in addition to that, I don't think Mark Davis fires Gruden. If if Gruden leaves, it's going to be him voluntarily yes, stepping exactly, down. Exactly. I don't see him no, doing I don't, that. I don't. I don't see. I don't. If if he went on his like if he went on his way to fire Jack Del Rio, which was the the players coach, the the, the nations the nation we loved him. You know, Jack was oh, Jack was our yeah. guy. Jack was one of us. Yep. He, from Hayward, you know what I mean. He right. was one of us, and then now there's there's rumors of, of them wanting maybe to even bring him back at the D corner. Let's not let's not even try to disrespect that man like that. Because they Mark booted him out to bring Rudy in, you know what I mean? Saying like you're not our guy. Like when and he fired and he fired Jack shit two hours, not even two hours after the game. And it took him almost right. 13 weeks to fire Paul Gunther. You know what I mean? What's yeah. going on there? Right. So like I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what's going on. I I I, I want I, I think we have to continue with we have to continue with Rudy. But I think the key to Raiders' success for the future is is going younger, with bringing in personnel, with guys like like uh, with guys from like McVay's offense, you know, just bringing in a guy from the Chiefs' offense, uh, just a passing coordinator, just to bring in some fresher ideas. And the same thing on defense, I would like for a guy maybe like Wade Phillips, but we need to bring in someone like 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 uh, our Charles Woodson to coach that secondary. Like they need they need. Raider mentality, and Jack Del Rio was a Raider mentality type coach, with with the whole attitude of just pillaging for fun. <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. I hundred percent agree. I, I think, if I had to be honest with you, I think Gruden will be back next year. I don't think he quits now. Um, but with all that being said, uh, he's done nothing to give me confidence that. He's the right guy. His last few years in Tampa Bay uh, weren't very good. And this is his third third year uh, back with the Raiders. He went 
uh, what, four and 12, seven and nine. And here we are sitting at seven and seven, uh, having lost, what, four out of our last five games. Uh, I, I just don't have a lot of faith. I, I tell you what, I'm, 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 I'm hopping on that with you for a little bit. Um, I tell you what, if, 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 if Gruden doesn't, like I said, if Gruden doesn't try to uh, adapt, I, I think he's still stuck. Like I said, I still think he's still stuck in his own ways right now. And it's just, it's, it's got to elevate every year if they're revealing this way because the league's growing faster and faster. And with this COVID stuff, um, yeah, everybody's got a, on a whole different page now, you know. Everyone's trying to catch up to the Chiefs, the Ravens, all these other teams. I think he needs to go a little bit younger in certain areas in the in the in the, um, in the system. You know? I'm telling you, like OC, yeah, Greg Olson's fine. He's a he's a great yes man for him. But why not bring in a, a quarterback coach, the guy that's been choosing up, uh, uh, diamond up Josh Allen over there. Why not bring in yeah. bring in somebody that's over there in Lafleur's offense over there? What the hell are they doing over there? That's got Devontae Adams over there going like that. We need we need yeah. the receivers. Why not bring in a receivers coach? The same receivers coach that's over there, Keith Williams. I'll say this right now about Keith Williams. He has been training Tyreek Hill for the past couple of years and has got that guy to be one of the best receivers in the league because of he's elevated his route running. And his decision making on the run and reading coverages. If we get a guy like him to come and teach the receivers how to actually be receivers, we haven't had someone like that. We have Ed Bennett. You know what I mean? He was the Packers receiving coach when James Jones and James Nelson. I mean, uh, James Jones and Jordy Nelson was there. Those guys, like that league, the league was different then. They were just running go routes, corners, and posts. You know, like this is it, different now. You got to coach up. You got to coach up. Yeah. Like Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards. These guys are top flight athletes. We got to get. We got to get Ruggs up to par, bro. We can't. It's, it's, it's not a game anymore. No doubt about it. And and I, although I I agree uh, in regards to that, I, I think until you figure out this defense, uh, nothing you do on the offense is going to matter when you're when you're getting gouged for 50, uh, thirty plus points week in and week out. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have an answer to that in 2020. We've got two games left, 14 games through, and, and we've been pretty bad on that side of the ball. Greg, it was awesome having you on the podcast. Uh, for, for all the listeners out there, where can they find your content? On the, you can find uh, me on Twitter at LV Raider Villas, uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, Chalk Talk. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we definitely need to run this back, and uh, I really appreciate Absolutely. you jumping on Thank the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, man. All right. We'll be in touch. Thanks. That's a wrap for this week's edition of the Autumn Wind Podcast. I want to thank Greg Tripp Jr. for jumping on the show with me and breaking down this game. I wish I had something positive to leave you guys with. I really don't. John Gruden, I don't have much to say about him right now other than this has been a very disappointing finish to the season. But it's not done yet. We'll be back after the next game, and hopefully we'll have funner things to discuss. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody's well. And as always, just win, baby.